Hello, dear listener. I'm sorry, I know you were probably expecting Jesse's wonderful jingle right now, but I wanted to hop on before the show began and say, for whatever reason, we had some technical issues with this episode, and unfortunately, the sound quality is way below what we would consider uh, good or even okay. But we had so much fun recording this episode, and AJ's at the movie theater, so we couldn't re-record the episode. So you'll forgive us, you'll notice some crackles and pops. You probably can even hear it just now. It doesn't happen all the way through, but I've hit my ceiling of knowing why it's happening. But rest assured, we've got some calls in with our hardware and our software providers, and we're going to work hard to get back to the standard that we love uh, recording for you guys. So enjoy the show. I just wanted to let you know we're aware there's some crackles. We're working hard on it. And here's Jesse. Alan and AJ's podcast for your Monday. Most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. AJ Jones. Hello there. How was your week? It was a great week. Without thinking too hard, what was the highlight of your week? You speaking on Monday night. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what the right answer was, so I just thought <laughs> I would... Pick something that you did really well and go with that. Okay, but because a serious the answer. speaker this morning told me to encourage someone. Who was the speaker this morning? You. That and was... so I'm encouraging you. All right. You're yes. very sweet. But Thank seriously, you. what was the highlight of your week? Um, I think probably all the friend time that we had this week. Yeah, you, we had relational highs this week. Yeah, we had great joy-filled meetings. Do you think it's because our schedule is a little lower that we have more energy yes so you think that because normally we're teaching so much that we use up a lot of our connecting influencing extrovert time and then we have none left over yes even for each other <laughs> Look, i love you good night good night grunt <laughs> yeah we did we had lots of joyful meetings i also think probably we have more energy because we're doing this anti-inflammatory diet thing do you want to talk about the anti-inflammatory diet? Yes. It's not in our show notes. It isn't. Why don't we wait till next week till we're finished this anti-inflammatory diet? Okay, and then we can talk about... And then we'll talk all about it. Yeah. All right. And we'll have more information about results and such. Okay, so that's what we're going to do next week. We'll okay. talk about that. Okay. Um, You were right. Monday night, I did speak on what are we saved for. I'm doing this series called The Foundations of Our Faith. The week before last, I talked about what are we saved from... Then this week I taught on what are we saved for, and then tomorrow I'm going to teach on how are we saved. Oh, good. And so if you think will come. Oh, good. <laughs> if you're new to the Christian faith, or even if you've been saved for a long time, it's so important that we understand the basics, the foundations, as it were, of our faith. And so that's what I'm having tremendous fun teaching. Good. And then as you said, we had lots and lots and lots and lots of spare energy for relational time. So we've had people over to the house, we've grilled out, we went and celebrated birthdays. Yeah, it was a great week, great relational week. If you had to guess what the highlight of my week was, what would you say it was? Test driving a Tesla for fun. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we have an electric car. We drive around in a Nissan Leaf, which is a fully electric car, no gasoline or petrol for our European listeners. And we just charge it up at home. And the last time John and Carol were here, John loved the electric car and was interested in them, but went home and ended up purchasing a Tesla. <laughs> Which so, is a seriously advanced. <laughs> yeah, it's in a different price bracket yeah. and mm -hmm. a different vehicle altogether. But he called us and said, if you guys love the Leaf, you'd totally love the Tesla. And we were like, yeah, we're probably going to have to sell a bunch more books before <laughs> we can get in a Tesla. But we were uh, intrigued. So we went and just for fun test drove a Tesla 
were you ready for what happened? I I was not. So we drove one of the cars that are equipped with ludicrous mode. Yes. I, I thought that was marketing speak. No, it is actually ludicrous. And and so ludicrous <laughs> mode is where they, I don't know what they do, but they do some sort of magic Supercharge car something, yeah. That make you, I forget this official specs, zero to 60 in... 2.8 seconds or blink something. Blink of an eye. Yeah. And that was cool. But I think the coolest thing was the automated... The autopilot. Autopilot. Talk, yeah. talk about that. We've got some great video of you freaking out. <laughs> well, it's pretty freaky. If you turn on the autopilot, it keeps the car within the lane that you're in. And uh, if while autopilot is on, you turn on your signal, it will change lanes uh, and then stop only, you know, only changing one lane. But it, I mean, in autopilot, it'll go around corners and stuff if your lane goes around a corner. Yeah. And I should note that it doesn't just randomly change lanes. It checks to make sure there's no vehicles in the way. Yeah. I mean, it's a fully autopilot. It is so bizarre. You can literally let go of the steering wheel and the thing drives. It is like a gift from the future. Yeah, but I kept thinking, gosh, if this becomes normal technology, how are you going to stop people from texting? Well, if this becomes normal technology, I would imagine accidents and collisions are going to go way down because there's a computer constantly paying attention rather than a distracted human being. Well, yeah, that's possible too. Yeah, because it senses the cars in front of you and slows down and all that kind of stuff. Do you like my never-ending trust in future technology? I do. I'm probably the person that's enabling Skynet it's a Terminator reference. I'm not oh, sure. right. Yes, but I loved it. It was great. The guy was not sleazy or slimy as a salesman. We, we just had a no, great time. No, he was a lovely guy. Yeah, really good. And he clearly enjoyed talking about the car. Uh, it is a fantastic car. Yeah. So yeah. could you write some more books, please? That would be awesome. Sure. I'll get right on that, darling. Thank you very much. And then today you spoke. I did. Uh, what did I speak on? Cigars. Yes, cigars. That's that, what you spoke on. You spoke on dealing with discouragement. Mm-hmm, I did. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, and your you. slides were very good. Well, yeah, one of the highlights for me was somebody at the end of the first service came up to me and was like, hey, I'm a visitor. You know, I really enjoyed your slides. Um, I could tell you must be an Apple nerd. I work for Apple. And I was like, you do? <laughs> and and he said, yeah, I'm, uh, one of the things I do is I'm a keynote expert. And so did you know about this feature, this feature, and this feature? And I was like, I did not. And I would count <laughs> myself as a keynote expert. I yeah. use keynote almost every single day, but he managed to show me uh, one feature that I didn't even know existed. I thought that is very, very cool. What is it? Well, for $29.99, I will show you. Oh, okay. Or kisses. Either okay, way. kisses. All right, perfect. Kisses. Hey, we also forgot to mention the tea. Oh, let's talk about tea right now. Yes. So we have found a tea that we both really, really enjoy. And for context, so you like coffee. I don't like coffee. I, I love, love the smell coffee, of it, but yeah. I've never enjoyed the taste of it. And I don't drink tea. And by tea for our British listeners, you know what tea is. Builder's tea, breakfast tea, whatever. I just never enjoyed hot drinks. Right. But maybe it's because we've been on this anti-inflammatory diet. Yeah. That I've been bored of what I've been drinking, so I ventured out. But we found this chai tea at Starbucks. It's a Tivana Oprah chai. Yeah, and, and then we're like, we mm, this is really nice. We were out on a date because we had friends over that were giving us free babysitting while they did their laundry, and uh, <laughs> so we were out wandering around. And I've been carrying birthday money since November, just on the off chance that I might see something I wanted, and. We walked into the Tivana thing and they had like a um, 
gift set thing with the divanity. In well, it. we just went in and said, hey, are you the people that make the uh, the Oprah chai for Starbucks? And they're like, yes, we are. And we're like, could you sell us some? And then we found out how expensive tea is. Yeah. Crazy so, expensive. So we just shoplifted the end of the story. And that's not exactly what happened, but okay. <laughs> not even close to what happened. <laughs> so they told us the cost of tea and we were like, are you kidding me right now? Right. We're like, oh, we'll have two ounces of tea, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they basically had a set left over from Christmas, didn't they? And they were, yeah. and she kind of ran the numbers going, actually, if you buy the set, it's the same price as buying the tea, but you're going to get a tea maker plus some nice Bodum glass glasses. Right. And so we've been having tea every day. Yeah. I feel, I don't know what I feel like. Very sophisticated. Oh, so oh, sophisticated. So ridiculous. Sophisticated. Yeah. But it's a delicious tea. It's so yummy. I get excited about beverages. So if you come to our house, we will make you frou-frou tea or one of AJ's coffees. Yes. Is that the story you wanted to tell? I yes. wasn't sure where you yes. were going with it. I just, I was excited that we have this tea. As a story, it's not a particularly great one, is it? No, but if you are a tea drinker, you might get excited about our story. Okay. If you're a tea drinker, a loose leaf tea, please recommend teas we should try because yeah. we don't know what to do. I was thinking of picking up the sampler kit. Yeah, it's like a whole new world now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we need, we need advice, tea advice. I just heard myself outside of myself. Good Lord, how boring have we become? <laughs> the highlight well, of Well, we're officially in our 40s, darling. <laughs> we're talking about tea on the podcast. I like tea. <laughs> All right. Let's very, very quickly move on yes. to our topic of the week. Okay. Uh, perhaps it's because we've been so highly relational. Or perhaps it's been because of all the studying I've been doing about joy and purposeful relationships. I actually want to talk about relationships tonight. Okay. That so sounds I've got, good. I've got some questions for us to answer. I've okay. written down questions. I don't know the answers. We'll see where they go. And this also comes from a lot of the feedback that we got from you guys last week. A bunch of you sent in, you know, the challenges you're facing. So I wanted to talk about relationships. Okay. I wanted to start with this question because we've probably all been there. And this is the scenario I'm talking about, that you meet somebody and you think, I would love to be in relationship with that person, but I'm not currently in relationship with that person. And I don't know how I can get in relationship with that person. What are some of the advice that we could give people? Because right now, present day, we've got relationships with people that previously we either didn't know or we knew of through a different avenue. Perhaps we're authors of books or perhaps we've heard them at conferences or... Uh, and I'm amazed at how God's crossed our paths together, but what advice can you give for people who are wanting to be in relationship with other people but aren't in relationship with those people? And by relationships, I'm talking friendships. I'm not talking about romantic ones. Are we assuming that the other people want to be in relationship back? No, we're talking about we don't even know. You just, everybody does that. You meet somebody by chance, maybe on vacation, or you meet somebody at work, or you meet somebody at church, or what what would be some of the advice you could give? Well, say you meet people at church or... Somewhere that you are and you think, oh, you know, I'd, I'd like to get to know them and see if maybe there's a friendship there. I right. think I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Because I think 90% of the population doesn't think like that. What do you mean? Well, what you just said is exactly how I'd answer that question. So you meet somebody, you bump into somebody and you're like, man, I would love to have a relationship with that. I think most people stop at that thought. I would love to have a relationship with that person, but then never think that that's possible. But then how do you... Get any new friends. Well, that's why we get questions all the time about that. Right. It's because people want, but are too frightened to risk rejection, so don't reach out. Right. So I guess for want of a better term, I would say take them out for a test drive. 
You know what I mean? Like just sort of something light and fluffy. That I don't, sounds I don't, so creepy. I know. I Find know. a different but, phrase. But you know what I mean? Like sort of something light and fluffy, a go to a, a restaurant that's fun or a coffee or whatever, and just chat and see, do we have anything that's actually going to be the basis of a relationship? Or are you just a really cold person, but we probably aren't going to connect very well? Right. Because we've had our fair share of those. Yeah. Where we meet somebody and our version of them, of what we think they're going to be like, you know, that we've entirely constructed in our head, thinking, oh, my Because you don't know them, yeah, so... I've, I've heard your story, or I've heard you preach, or yeah. I've, you know, seen you here or there, or I've, we have a mutual friend, and you, you know, connect, and you're just like, ah, I totally misread that situation. There is no life in this relationship. Yeah. I think the key, though, is being intentional. I just find so many people are passive in their wants, but don't put anything into action. Yeah. So one of my favorite phrases is, in a perfect world, like if, if I could design this, this is what I would love. And I'm, you know, I've learned over the years that that's a valuable thing. You might not feel the same way, but at least I can pitch it to you. And until I pitch it to you, I have no idea. Right. And, and the advantage of clear communication is you don't have any ickiness afterwards, like a date gone bad. But sometimes I wonder if, if I come across as a freak. Because Sometimes you do. <laughs> Thanks for breaking that to me, Sorry, gently. darling. Oh, no, did you I, want me to tell you in private first? But I think that in a world where we are so often nervous about who we are and what we want and what we think, it is a little bit alarming to find people who just communicate exactly what they're thinking and how they're feeling. Yes. But I find that super refreshing. I find it so easy. Yes. Like, here's an example. I remember years and years and years ago, before we'd ever moved to Franklin proper, we came and our now good friend, Shannon McLaird, walked up to you <laughs> in a moment which I thought was sheer horror horror, and just said out loud to you, if you moved here, we'd be best friends. <laughs> Now, maybe she was being prophetic, but maybe she was just being socially Well, she odd. is very prophetic, but she it was is, a bit like, oh, okay. So that's what I mean. That was like a weird, I think I was taken aback by like, ah, what is behind that? And I'm sure she went away thinking, what was I talking about? But well, also because we'd had that kind of a thing in other countries, you know, where it was like, oh, wow, you're so strange. And right. now, you know what I mean? Um, but it turns out she was right. Right. But do you do you think it, we have a relationship with her because she walked up and said that to you, or was there other things that she did that fostered relationship? Well, I think she not only said that, but then when we moved here, she did pursue relationship, and you know we hit it off. Our personalities are quite similar. We're quite blunt individuals, and yeah, um, you know, just say things as they are or whatever, and and it's great because neither one of us have to filter for the other one, right. So it's an easy relationship. So I think once we did move here and uh, start hanging out, it was like, oh yeah, you're right. We're, we're going to be good friends. I heard somebody once saying, I'm not sure if I fully understand or believe the extent of the statement, but the, basically the premise was you attract the level of health that you currently have. Not talking physical health, but right. emotional, relational health. Right. So one of the best things you can do to grow in your relationships is growing your own personal development. Yes. Because... And communication styles and all that kind of stuff. Right. Because yeah. I'm attracted. Uh, we you should probably talk about the gift of attraction. Like, again, we're not talking about romantic relationships here. We're talking about a gift of attraction where you meet somebody and you are attracted, again, not sexually or romantically, but there's something 
about that person's life that is life giving. Yeah. And you're attracted to it. Yeah. Like a bug to a light. Right. But there is something where you're just like, <laughs> ah, either that person, I love the way that person treats their kids, or I love the way that person manages themselves in conflict, or. Or how they get lost in worship, yeah, or whatever or the thing is that highlights them to how you. How fruitful their marriage is, yeah. or they seem to have a knack for business, or whatever it is that the Lord's doing in your heart, when you see that on somebody else, there's an attraction. Yeah. And I found that when you move towards that attraction, if it's reciprocated, then pursue that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, you for know, sure. Kind of let favor dictate where you're at. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is if if you do have that kind of um, attraction to getting to know somebody and it isn't reciprocated, not to be offended and, and to just be able to bless them and move on. Totally, totally. You know, because the truth is you don't you, have to be friends with everybody. Exactly. And and you can't be friends with everybody. Right. And that's that's a hard truth for some people to understand is that I think really powerful people, the people that we've grown to really respect are great stewards of not only their time, but their relationships and their emotional levels of connection. So it's kind of like that. If I say yes to more connection, I'm going to degrade the ones I currently have. Right. So I think part of growing into better relationships is stewarding the ones you currently have. Right. And, you know, different levels of relationships require different levels of energy or different levels of input. Right. I don't know if this is going to come across well because I we haven't fully fleshed out this teaching, but I was thinking about when we do the teaching on relationship audits. Yeah. And I was thinking about there's you know, there's three spheres of relationships. Mm-hmm. And we need to find better terminology for these. But there's relationships that you and I have with, uh, with other people and it's mutually life-giving. Like yeah. when we see them, it is, you know, it's not hard work. Right. It is life-giving. There's this just mutual flow back and forth of life and of energy. And they're the type of friends you have and you come over and you're still in your pajamas and it's yeah, not awkward. It doesn't matter what your house looks like or what your kids are doing. And or... their burdens aren't a burden to you and vice versa. Right. I don't you're know if You're just doing life together totally. and it's easy. And those are rare. Yes. They're, they're rare to find and they're treasures to find and... We've been blessed with a couple of those relationships all through our life. And I'm very grateful for them. Then there's another type of relationship, which is just as valuable, but basically you're in a relationship and I don't, I don't even know how you quantify this, but it seems like you're in a relationship where the, where you are getting more quote unquote benefit from the relationship than they necessarily are. Right. And this is where you get tricky. For example, when we lived with John and Carol. Yeah. We were totally the benefactors. We of were that. totally the benefactors of that relationship. I'm yeah. not saying that it was one sided and they didn't enjoy being friends with us, but I'm just saying they they were finding life outside of our relationship, of course. Right. But the benefits of being in a relationship with John and Carol, and that's such a crass way of saying that. I mean, we were mentored by them, we grew under them, we were pastored by them, we were cared for them, they would nurture us, they would, you know, the their stage of life versus our stage of life meant they were doing more of the giving and we were doing more of the receiving. Right. You know, right. for example, birthdays, their disposable income to bless us on our birthdays was far greater than our yeah. disposable income like, to bless oh, them. We're like, oh, we could get a $25 gift card. <laughs> and they're like, like, here's an here's an Apple iPhone, you know? Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so there's that lopsidedness, but it doesn't mean there isn't life in it. Right. 
Yeah, there's still life. It's and, just one is receiving maybe a bit more. And then the flip side of that is the third type of relationships we find ourselves in where where it's reversed. We're we the the people that we're in a relationship with are slightly greater benefactors than we are. And again, it's not that we're not getting anything out of the relationship. Far yeah. from it. Right. But there's, you're intentionally pouring into those people. Exactly. That's a really good way of right. putting it. There there's still life in it. Yeah. You see this in the Bible all the time. Like, so Paul and Timothy, for example. Right. It's not that Paul and Timothy had a terrible relationship and it was just some sort of mentorship program, but there were elements of that. Right. Paul genuinely loved Timothy. Timothy really benefited from having Paul in his life, but there was a greater flow flowing from Paul to Timothy than vice versa. Right. Paul Jesus, is like the wisdom resource for, right. for Timothy. Yeah. Jesus and the disciples, for example. Sure. You know, it's not like Jesus is like, you know, that's a great point. I, I received great revelation from you today, but there was life on Jesus or he yes. wouldn't pick the, and even in Jesus's relationships, you see the 72, the 12 and the three. Yes. You know, he had varying degrees of interpersonal relationships with right. the people that he was friends or with. Or intimacy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So we, from time to time, take a step back and there's got to be life in your relationships or it's not worth doing it. Yeah. And even to quantify that helps in terms of being able to allocate time and resources. Right. You know, in terms of, okay, what am I doing here? Okay. I can recognize this is a relationship that I'm pouring into. Right. And I want to pour into this person and I enjoy this person. And so I'm going to make sure that that person is aware of my affection and my intention. Right. You know, and then, okay, who are people that are just plain life to us? We need to make sure that they're on the grid because... And we're not taking them for granted. Yeah. Because it's so easy. Yeah. Do you think we're just so high in the shape or life language that maybe other people don't think like this about relationships? I have no idea. It's just the we only way we think. interview a responder. It's true though. Like, I think we probably do relationships more intentionally... Uh, well, I think you should qualify that. I think we do more do relationships more intentionally the way we view life than other people. But yeah. I think yeah. other life languages would say they're just as intentional. But for example, we schedule out we schedule out time to be in relationship with the people we're in relationship with. Yes. So I've got time that I meet with the people that I'm either sewing into or they're sewing into me yeah. or there's mutual. It's on the calendar because I've found that if it's not, it doesn't happen. Right. And then, but then in addition, those people take priority over other things right. that come up. That's so, very true. Um, I don't know how other people do relationship. That's, that's a, it's a funny, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Right. I don't know if that's normal or not. And then to throw a spanner in the works, you have relationships that don't fit in any of that structuredness because if you think about like two of our closest friends, Gary and Sarah Morgan, live on the other side of the world right. with a 14-hour time difference. Well, yeah. Is it more than 14 hours? Yeah, it's like 17 or something. 17, right? But yeah. And that's where FaceTime and messages come in. And, you know, I, we were so blessed that they decided to come over, yeah. which I just loved that. They were just like, we haven't seen you in forever. We're getting on a plane coming over. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, I feel like we're exploring this and we don't have language for it. And so uh, forgive us if anything we've said sounds crass or this is us verbally processing, I think, about relationships <laughs> we'll rather see. than having a fully thought out right. schematic. We'll see how the feedback goes on this. Maybe we shouldn't verbally process about things on the air. <laughs> Lastly, because you're going out to a movie tonight. I am. I'm leaving for a movie. Talk about some of the relationship killers that are 
just death to relationships that took you a while to work out is death? Um, I think, well, there's probably your obvious things like jealousy, Ooh. you know, that would definitely be a relationship killer. Um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, we think, were talking about it downstairs and now I've forgotten what we were Well, saying. I think Danny Silk does a great job in his book, Keep Your Love On. Yeah. Where we are exhibiting behaviors or communication styles, which are actually degrading the connections that we have. Right. And again, this is where the whole topic of powerful communication comes on. If I'm constantly degrading our connection, but have no clue I'm doing it, I need feedback from you in a loving way. Say, right. hey, actually, Al, can I... Just give you, I mean, I remember, you know, one of my oldest friends and most consistent friends. In fact, we're going to be spending summer with Glenn and Anna, who I've, I've known them since, I mean, I've known Anna since I was a teenager. I've known Glenn since I was about oh, 18 or 19. I forget whenever our first year in university. And we're still friends to, to this day. Of course, it's looked different because we live on the opposite sure. side of the world. But yeah. there are people I treasure greatly. We've got a long history together. And I remember when I lived in Edinburgh, I remember Glenn having a conversation with me, which was brilliant. He just said, hey, we're friends, but often it feels like I get the tail end of your availability. And so could we redefine how we do relationship? And that conversation was so fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was so ahead of its time for my understanding of brave communication. Right. But he brought a structure and a definition to our relationship that totally changed my life and changed the way we think. And So, so a relationship killer then would be being unwilling to confront with a small C things that are... Um, degrading the connection. Yeah, degrading the connection. He used to ask me eight questions every week. I used to ask him eight questions. Well, one of the questions was, have you spoken badly about me behind my back? Right. Because that would be a relationship killer. Sure. But hopefully you're not in a relationship with people you're speaking badly about. Right. Because that seems... That would be strange. I think the opposite of the whole thing of relationship killers are the relationship growers. So... Like one of the obvious things, we've already talked about it being shapers, be, being intentional yeah. with our time and planning things. That was one of the things that I was just mentioning that Glenn did for me, just saying, hey, if if this relationship is valuable, let's make it valuable and let's set aside time to have value to it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then I think the other thing to be aware of is that relationships change as the seasons of life change. Uh-huh. And I think that's a shock to some people that like can't have the same relationship for the rest of your life. Well, people I was in relationships now live on the other side of the world for me. There's no expectation that it can be the same. It, it can still have value, but it will just shift differently. All right. Well, forgive our wild ramblings as we have been pondering out loud this whole topic of relationships. We'd love to hear your perspectives. Send us some feedback. Go to alanandaj.com slash feedback or reach out to us on Twitter at Alan and AJ and let us know some thoughts about relationships. Baby, we announced the MORE conference this morning. Do you want to tell us about it? I'm so excited about the MORE conference. We have Danny Silk coming and Chris McClarney is leading worship, which you know, Chris is obviously uh, a personal friend, but he's just such an anointed worship leader. So One we're super favorites. stoked. Um, and I've never heard Danny Silk live. You haven't? Not live. So I'm pretty stoked about that too. Yeah, we're excited to have Bethel and Jesus Culture at Grace Center. And the dates are May... 20th and 21st. And if you would like tickets for that, go to gracecenter.us slash more. And the first hundred tickets is half price. Yep. All right. Well, we are done. We hope that you have a relationally full week this week and we will be back here same time, same place next week. Have a good week. Faith, life, communication. 
tacos and video games Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan yeah. and AJ oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone 